The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is your home for free daily video picks from the SGP Network. It's like YouTube for sports gambling. Make sure to subscribe to our profile at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by Roman. Roman is the straightforward way to take care of your erectile dysfunction. Just head to getroman.com slash SGP for $15 off your first month. That's getroman.com slash SGP. And finally, we're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. From April 29th to May 4th, if you deposit on Underdog Fantasy, you'll have a chance to win $1 million in their best ball contest. That's right, $1 million. Sign up now at underdogfantasy.com and use the promo code SGPN. That's the promo code SGPN at underdogfantasy.com. You are listening to the EPL show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. That is a direct line to me. So when you follow that, you are following me. And when you DM that account, you are speaking to me. To get all of my content, no, head over to lockbetting.com where we are just coming off a month where we have absolutely blitzed it. A 30-unit month with very limited number of futures. In fact, just one future in that month, which was on the EFL Cup. So had you signed up for the month of April, you would have got all of those plays to the sound of over 28 units of profit. That's over £2,800. And that comes to over $3,500 for the month of April, which was our 95th month of consecutive transparent track profit. I'll have the spreadsheet up after the weekend and that will be the pinned tweets on the SGP Soccer Twitter account. So go to at SGP Soccer and look at the pinned tweet on Monday, which will be the PL for the month of April. Winning money in the tennis, the NBA, the NHL, the MLB and soccer, all sports we made profit in across the month of April. And you can sign up now for the 96th month. There is no better time than May the 1st. Get the entire month and come on the journey for the 96th sixth month of transparent track profit. If you head to lockbetting.com, you can see all of the other spreadsheets from all of the other months that have got us to this point. Nobody, nobody has 95 months of transparent tracked profit undefeated other than lockbetting.com. So make sure you sign up for this month as we head towards the end of the domestic soccer season, which means we are heading towards the end of the Premier League season with really not that much at stake other than the race for the top four and the European places. I think at the moment, the, the relegation places are determined. I think the 
League title winner was Manchester City, which was determined a while ago. They did have a little bit of a blip, but Manchester United with that draw against Leeds couldn't take advantage of it. And uh, now the season is essentially over in terms of crowning a champion and probably down the bottom as well. So we are trying to determine these top four places. And that is exactly where we begin here on this show with Leicester travelling to Southampton. Leicester are rightfully the even money favourites to win this game today. It's 13 to 5 here on the draw, and it's 3 to 1 on Southampton. Southampton are the worst form team of 2021. That actually puts them below puts them below Sheffield United. That's how bad that Southampton have been in 2021. Bearing in mind they were top at one point this season because they had such a good start to the season. Where would they be had they not had that start to the season? They could be in relegation problems. Well, they're not, but it's very, very difficult to take them here. Leicester are still chasing down the top four. Um, they are just a few wins away, about two, three wins away, I would say, depending on what the other teams do in terms of securing that. Although they do have a very, very difficult run in as we look at Leicester's last three games, which we've spoken about before. So it's very, very important to win these type of games. I think they will. I don't think there's anything here to say that Southampton will win. Obviously, when you see this fixture, everybody harps back to the 9-0 win that Leicester had over Southampton. And obviously, that is going to be spoken about. But really, what we should be focusing on is the current form of the two teams. And in Leicester's case, they've won six of their last eight games in all competitions. And Southampton have lost six of their last eight in all competitions. So that pretty much here points to us taking Leicester here at even money. Leicester have just knocked Southampton out of the FA Cup semi-final. And um, you could point to Southampton wanting to get revenge here. But that's always a poor angle because the team needs to be good enough to get revenge. They're not better than Leicester. They don't have any form. They don't really have any reason to show up here. They seem like they're on their holidays. They can't get into a European spot. They're not in any danger of getting relegated. So this is a nothing game for Southampton and a huge game for Leicester as they chase down a Champions League position. So easy play to start things off here. Leicester at even money on the money line to start with a win here on Friday away to Southampton. Up next, we look at the game here between Crystal Palace and Manchester City, where Manchester City are the one to four favourites to win this game. It's nine to two on the draw, and it's ten to one here on Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace have nothing to play for other than wanting to challenge themselves as men to see where you stand up as, as men and as footballers against this Manchester City team who are probably the best team in Europe at the moment. So I think Crystal Palace will want to rise to this challenge. Ironically, that may be their mindset, but I don't see many of Manchester City's 11 players that played against Paris Saint-Germain playing in this game. Let's face it, the league title race is over. Manchester City probably don't even need another point because Man United will probably drop enough points between now and the end of the season just to give them the title. But on paper, Manchester City need two wins just in case Manchester United win out. I don't think they need one here. This is a massive look-ahead spot. There's a massive look-ahead spot here for Manchester City. Chelsea and Arsenal this week. And no, I haven't mentioned Manchester United because we'll get to their game when we when we get to it. And I'll explain why they are not in a look-ahead spot. I think it's obvious, but we'll explain it when we get there. But Manchester City are. They're in the biggest one. They've been wanting to win the Champions League for a long time. That is their main goal. It's the main goal for the owners specifically. And um, I don't think we're going to see a lot of the players that he needs for the Paris Saint-Germain game on Wednesday. I think we're going to see a lot of rotation and that will allow Crystal Palace to possibly get something here from this game. Um, I like Crystal Palace to avoid a heavy defeat. Now, 
Palace to avoid a defeat entirely, you can find it around about three to one. I think that would be a little bit ambitious. You can take Crystal Palace plus 1.5 at evens. Again, you can cash that if Crystal Palace just lose this by a single goal. And I think that would be the angle that I am going to take because when you take plus two, which pushes if Palace lose by two goals, it gets a little bit too juicy for me here at eight to 15. So I'm going to sit right here on the plus 1.5. This wins if Manchester City win by a goal or if it's a draw or if Crystal Palace win this game. But it loses if Manchester City win by two goals or more. I don't think City are going to win by two goals or more. I'm not even sure Manchester City are going to, to win this game. I think Crystal Palace will be well up for this. I think this is the biggest game that they have left in terms of something that they want to mentally get up for. I think after that, they'll definitely be on their holidays. As for Manchester City, their minds won't be on this game. These players that come in, they pretty much know that there's very little chance they can um, impress the manager enough to get into the team to play against Paris Saint-Germain unless they put on an absolute phenomenal, mind-blowing performance. And uh, I, I, ju I just don't see that being the case. I see there being seven or eight changes here at a minimum. I think maybe Edison will keep the keep the place between the sticks. But I think that is really it in terms of me picking someone who's definitely going to start this game. I think you could see... Um, the likes of Kevin De Bruyne, uh, Ruben Diaz, all these players rested, all of these key players rested for the Paris Saint-Germain game because, as I said, this doesn't matter. This team are inevitably going to win the league. They're just two wins away and have plenty of games to get that. So Crystal Palace plus 1.5 even money here is going to be my pick for this one. Up next, we look at this game here between Brighton and Leeds where Brighton are the even money favourites here. It's 5-2 to two to draw and it's 5-2 to two on Leeds. I don't get this love affair that the bookies have with this Brighton team. they always making them significant favourites in games where I just simply don't agree with it. I don't see any reason uh, why Brighton should even be favourites to win this game, let alone significant favourites. Leeds are in the top half of the table. Leeds have got a faint chance of a European place. Leeds are trying to finish as high as they possibly can this season. I think they're more incentivized here almost than, than, than Brighton, who don't look like they're going to be sucked into a relegation spot because Fulham can't seem to pick up any points. But, you know, I guess the bookies are looking at this as Brighton's need is greater. But what about the fact that Leeds are just a better team? What about the fact that Leeds are just having a better season? What about the fact that Leeds will just outrun every single team in the Premier League? And look, this isn't Manchester United where they're miles better than Leeds and Leeds have to just foul them and kick them and do all the dirty shit that Leeds did last week. Plus, this isn't a rivalry game, which is probably why you saw Leeds playing like that, which is a little bit out of character in terms of the Leeds team that we've seen this season. But the fact is, is that Brighton are not Manchester United and Leeds should be able to come, come away here and get a result. The fact that Leeds are 8-11 to 11 to avoid a defeat here, I think is a wonderful price that I'm going to jump on. I also like the under here in this game solely based on the statistical data. Uh, with under two and a half goals being scored in 11 of Brighton's last 16 matches. Whereas under 2.5 goals has landed in six of Leeds' last 10 assignments. Just a single goal was scored when the two teams met in January. And Brighton have actually drawn more games than any other team in the Premier League this season, which is why they're still in the relegation issue. Because had they turned those wins into in, those draws into wins, they would be higher up the table. And perhaps that's why the books are looking at them as a team that they that they like, a team that they expect to turn these wins into losses. But the facts are they haven't. Um, sorry, turn these draws into wins. But the facts are they haven't. 
And uh, they are lower down the table than Leeds. Leeds are the better team here. Leeds have still got an incentive to play. I don't understand his pricing. I've been looking for some injury news, some reports of multiple players possibly missing, some COVID issues. I haven't seen anything at all. The only thing I can see is... Um, Liam Cooper, uh, Rafinha and Rodrigo are out here for Leeds, but th that doesn't make a significant difference because uh, they haven't been available for some time. So I'm going to go for um, Leeds on the double chance here, but I also like the under. The under in this one is available at plus money. You can get that at 11 to 10, but I prefer to side, on, side with Leeds here to avoid a defeat, which is available at 8 to 11 in this one. Up next, we look at the game here between Chelsea and Fulham, where Chelsea are the 1-2 favourites at 16-5 to draw, and it's 13-2 on Fulham. Fulham are in absolute desperation mode. I think they'll come here and, and try and to contain Chelsea. Chelsea will have all of the ball, and uh, Fulham will try and hit them on the counter-attack. I don't think that's going to happen. I think eventually Chelsea will break through, and then they'll try and shut up shop and start thinking about the game at the weekend. I can see Chelsea winning this game comfortably with a clean sheet. Chelsea have kept six clean sheets in their last seven Premier League home games, and they've kept 16 clean sheets in the 22 games in all competitions that Tuchel has been in charge. This Fulham team have won only one of their last eight Premier League fixtures, and Chelsea have lost just one of their last 14 league assignments. And as much as this may be a look head spot Chelsea still need to qualify for the Champions League this season and they're not guaranteed to do that through winning the Champions League they still need to negotiate a second leg against Real Madrid which is evenly balanced at 1-1 so they need to win this game against Fulham I think they're good enough even if they rotate players they'll win this Fulham will get up for this game because it's a, um, a game that they need points from because they're down at the bottom and this is a West London derby between two rivals that are only a mile apart but I don't think it will make any difference I think Chelsea win this with a clean sheet you can take that here at five to four or you can take the safer play of Chelsea and under 4.5 goals which is available at four to six I think both of those cash for you 4.5 and Chelsea and under 4.5 is obviously the more secure play if you want to make sure that you guarantee yourself some winnings here from this one on Saturday so Chelsea and under 4.5 will be my top play here for this one the final game on Saturday is a game here between Everton and Aston Villa, where Everton are the 11 to 10 favourites. It's 5 to 2 to draw and it's 13 to 5 on the Villa. Um, it's weird because Villa's season is just getting away from them. And you could say um, that you can make a case for some of the results they've had, indicating that they're not a one man team because of Jack Grealish. But overall, the overriding theory has to be that Jack Grealish is a massively, massively important player. And without Jack Grealish, they would still be in another relegation fight this season. Because without him, their season has completely plateaued. From where they were and where they are now, they are nowhere near European contention and are heading towards a bottom half finish. So if anybody had uh, Aston Villa for a top half finish, you'd be very, very disappointed with how they've played as of late. But as I said, Jack Grealish hasn't there and it has made a massive difference. There have been some wins, but more or less, they have looked like a very, very different team who are lacking ideas. Therefore, I will take Everton to win this game. Despite their poor haul at home form, I'm going to go with Everton having more incentive. This Villa team have won only one of the last eight games, whereas Everton haven't lost their last nine home meetings with Villa. So despite their poor home form, there is some great supporting data there for Everton at home to Villa. This Villa team have won just two of the last 10 league assignments on the road and have, and have shipped exactly two goals in four of the last five matches. So if they ship two here with their difficulties 
uh, being able to score without and being able to create things. Sorry, um, I can't see Everton coming away with this uh, with anything other than a win. So Everton here on the money line. It's at plus money at eleven to ten for your pick here for this one. The final game on Saturday. We now move on to Sunday's games and we begin with Arsenal's trip to Newcastle where Arsenal are 10 to 11 favourites. It's 5 to 2 to draw and it's 13 to 5 on Newcastle. I get to take Newcastle here at 10 to 11 minus 110 to avoid a defeat against an Arsenal team that have no reason really to win this game. They are in a huge look ahead spot equal to Chelsea and Manchester City in terms of trying to qualify for the Europa League final. So I don't think we're going to see any of the Arsenal first team here. Newcastle's incentive is higher. Arsenal cannot get through to the Champions League or even Europe through their league position. The only hope they have is by winning the Europa League. And the way Manchester United played on Thursday, if Arsenal do manage to get through to the final, Manchester United are going to rip them apart anyway. So I think Newcastle could even spring a an upset here and win this game. But I'm going to take it at minus 110 here on the double chance to avoid a defeat against this Arsenal team that have no reason to win this game and will probably be resting players. This Newcastle team have lost just one of their last eight Premier League matches, which has got them out of trouble, which is making it look like Fulham are going to be the team that goes down along with Sheffield United and West Brom. And this Arsenal team have failed to win seven of their last nine fixtures in all competition, which is why they're nowhere near the league, nowhere near the Champions League positions or anywhere near qualifying through Europe at all. So Newcastle on the double chance here. Simple pick in this one available at 10 to 11. Up next, we move on to what is always the game of the week when they play. It's Manchester United versus Liverpool. The books have got Manchester United as a 2-1 to one home underdog here. It's 5-2 to two on the draw and it's 5-4 to four here on Liverpool. I don't see how the books reach this conclusion. Yes, Manchester United have the second leg of the Europa League, as do Arsenal as do Manchester City, as do Chelsea. And these could be perceived as look-ahead spots in three of the four situations. Manchester United are through. Manchester United smashed AS Roma by six goals to nil. They're not going to lose the second leg 6-0, even if, uh, 4-0, sorry, even if they put out the youth team. There's just no way it's going to happen. Manchester United are through to the Europa League final. There's not going to be any resting of players here. And it's not because they have any realistic chance of winning the Premier League title. It's because Manchester United absolutely hate Liverpool. Manchester United supporters hate Liverpool. Manchester United players hate Liverpool. And most importantly, Manchester United's manager, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, hates Liverpool. And just finally, you've played in title-winning teams at Manchester United. Would you assess Liverpool as a potential title winner this season? Couldn't care less. (laughs) Spoken like a true ex-Manchester United man (laughs) in fairness to him. Yeah, I think that says it all. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer hates Liverpool. I hate Liverpool. Every single Manchester United sport hates Liverpool. In fact, most of the teams in the country hate Liverpool. And we have the opportunity here to put them out of the Champions League for next season. And that will mean this is one of the worst defences of a Premier League title of all time. And we have the opportunity to do that. So you think we're going to rest players and look ahead to a semi-final where we have a 6-2 league in the first leg? No, this is now our second most important game of the season. The first, obviously the Europa League because we have a chance to get a trophy, something Liverpool won't be doing this season. And we also have a chance to make sure that this team don't even qualify for the Champions League. Talk about the irony, the season where... 
these teams try to put themselves in a European Super League, it looks like three of them won't even be making it to the Champions League. Liverpool, Tottenham and Arsenal. We had the chance to put a big nail in the coffin for Liverpool. And I think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is going to love that. I think we're going to take this game seriously. I don't think there's going to be any rotation, if there's a, um, especially with a 6-2 lead. Even if it was a 4-2 lead, I would expect a strong team here. And look... As I said, if it was any other game, realistically, we're out of the title. We may see some rotation. We may see some players wrapped in cotton wool. We're going to see a full Manchester United team here. We're going to see a full effort. And I think we're going to see Manchester United end Liverpool's season and put them out of the Champions League by beating them here. Massive value here at the 2-1. to one. I'm going to take Manchester United as a pick, as my official play. That's also at plus money as well. Uh, shop around, get it at the best price that you possibly can. I'm getting it here at 6-5 to five, and I think Manchester United win this game. Stupid price, ludicrous price. We're a better team than Liverpool. And the funniest thing about it is a few years ago, in fact, not even a few years ago, last season when we were playing Liverpool, a lot of their arrogant ex-players who have never won the Premier League, by the way, were putting combined 11s out and putting no Manchester United players in. Not a single one. Well, how the tables have turned, because look at the season now, look at how we are now and how many Liverpool players would get into the Manchester United team. Who do we want? Do we want their fullbacks? No. Keeper? No. Defenders? No. Anyone in midfield? Get even close. Possibly we could find a place for Mo Salah in our team and maybe Tadio Mane, but not in his current form. So... It looks like it's turned around completely. It's a complete 180 and it'd be very interesting to see who finishes high next season when uh, Van Dijk and Gomez are, are uh, back in the side. By the way, I'm not including Van Dijk in that. Obviously, I would take Van Dijk in my side. But as I said, um, the irony is there for all to see. Some of these arrogant ex-Liverpool players were making it 11-0, 11 Liverpool players over our players when they were doing their combined 11s. Well, look where we are now. That's all I have to say. And we get to finish you. Finish you, finish you, finish your season on Sunday and put you on your ass and put you out of the Champions League. I want it. The players want it. Our manager wants it. And that's what I think we're going to do on Sunday. Don't take Liverpool here as a favourite. I don't think they're going to win this game. Up next, we move on to the game between Tottenham and Sheffield United, where Tottenham are the 2-7 to favourites. It's 19-4 to the draw and it's 11-1 to on Sheffield United. Pretty simple, straightforward game here for Tottenham on paper. They should win. Sheffield United are the worst team in the Premier League, despite Southampton's form. They will even struggle to come back into the Premier League through the Championship next season. As for Tottenham, I don't think they have any realistic chance of making the Champions League places unless they win out. Their schedule is pretty light, other than a tough trip away to Leeds. Tottenham could potentially win all of their remaining games. On a final day of the season, they play Leicester. And if Leicester already qualified for the Champions League, it could be an interesting one. Tottenham need to make up five points, behind, uh, five points on Chelsea. This is a must-win game, though, in order for them to do that. And I think they will win this game. And I think they'll do it with a clean sheet because Sheffield United, as I said, are the worst team in the Premier League. I don't think they'll score in this game. They failed to score in seven of their last nine away league matches and they've lost seven of the last nine Premier League games as well. So I think a comfortable afternoon here for Tottenham, but the real work starts after this. I don't think Ryan Mason is going to keep this job. I don't think there's any chance of that unless they do perform a, uh, a Champions League miracle. But I think that Daniel Levy knows that that's going to require a miracle. I don't think he's expecting his team to, to uh, make up five points on uh, Chelsea. I don't even think he was expecting them to win the League Cup final against Manchester City. That's why Jose Mourinho is out of the job. 
And it's surprising to see, really, because this Tottenham team made such a good start to the season. They were top at one point. They beat Man United 6-1 at the start of the season. And to see them in this position is quite surprising with a caretaker manager and looking for replacements in the summer. Not even now, because he didn't make a, a proper replacement now. That could only mean that his target is in management. But it won't be Julian um, Nagelsmann, because Nagelsmann has taken the Bayern Munich job. So it'd be very, very interesting to see who Tottenham go for. Would it be Brendan Rodgers of Leicester? Would it managed to get Gareth Southgate away from England. I very, very much doubt it because Gareth Southgate is just one year away from managing England in another World Cup. But I think it will all depend on how England do. But interesting things at Tottenham. But um, one of the things that I don't think will be interesting is seeing this team chase for the Champions League. I think as easy as their schedule looks on paper, I do think they'll find a way to drop points. But they won't be dropping any points here in this game against Sheffield United. So Tottenham to nil, I think, would be my pick. I also like Tottenham an under four and a half goals if you want to be on the safe side. In case Sheffield United do nick something from a set piece, that one is available at four to six, just as it was in the Tottenham game. Moving on to Monday, and uh, we look at um, a relegation scrap featuring West Brom, who are trying still to stay up. Sam Allardyce still trying to perform the miracle. And they may actually be able to get something against Wolves because Wolves are finishing the season unbelievably poorly. It'll um, be interesting to see um, if they can improve next season. Uh, Raul Jimenez is not there, yes, but for them to be this poor is um, unacceptable. West Brom are at 17-10 to 10 to win this game. It's 11-5 the draw and it's also 17-10 to 10 here on Wolves. I would pick the team here with more incentive. I would just take West Bromwich Albion as a pick. No further explanation really needed other than this team have started to play quite well in their last um, six to eight games. They're defending a lot better. This Wolves team are just done. They're just totally done. They are waiting for the end of the season and hoping for a better season next year. So I think they're completely checked out and this does represent an opportunity for West Brom to pick up the win here. So I'm going to take West Brom here as a pick to get a much needed win to give themselves some sort of lifeline I think there's a chance that this West Brom team could actually finish above Fulham in the table but I think everybody outside of that relegation zone now is going to be safe. One of those teams is Burnley. They play in the final game here that we're looking at on Monday night. They're at home to Tottenham where they're the 2-1 underdogs. It's 12-5 the draw and it's 6-4 here on West Ham. Must-win situation for West Ham. They they gave it a, a good try against Chelsea, but we cashed that lock last week because it was a very, very bad situation for West Ham, missing a number of key players. I think this is a good opportunity there here for them to bounce back. Burnley don't need anything from this game. Burnley now are completely safe. Their job is done. They're 14th in the table. They're on 36 points. And in the last five games, with Fulham being on 37, I don't think Fulham are going to reach 36 points. I think on 36 points, you have Burnley and Southampton and Newcastle. And I think all of them are safe. And I think Brighton on uh, 34 points from 33 games just need to win one more game or draw a couple of games because this Fulham team are not going to win three more games. They need to win three more games just to put them onto 36 points. That would mean winning three of the last five. It's not going to happen. This isn't going to the final day of the season. Fulham will be down way before that. In fact, after this weekend, if Fulham do lose to Chelsea and West Brom do beat Fulham, it'll be West Brom that leapfrog them and they'll be on 28 points and Fulham on 27. But for Burnley, who we're focusing on here, they've got nothing to play for. West Ham are still fifth in the table, just three points behind Chelsea. And I think they'll win this game. 
I think they'll find it difficult to to handle West Ham's fair flair players, especially if they're not sitting in. And uh, I don't think there's any need to sit in and try and break this game up and make it ugly when you've been in some high scoring games so far this season. You've been entertaining sporadically. You've just come off a four 0 win against Wolves, and you'll feel like you're a decent enough footballing team to give West Ham a game. I think that will be um, an attitude that will expose Burnley here. They're much better when they're against better teams when they're playing as a solid defensive unit and trying to block up the play and trying to make it a scrappy game. Burnley are better in scrappy games. And I think in this instance, West Ham will benefit from the fact that Burnley really have nothing to play for. So I'm going to take West Ham here on the money line to still maintain their Champions League challenge, but ultimately fall short in the end. Closing out with a lock on the show. Well, the lock I want to give here is Leicester. But as I'm recording this on Friday afternoon, there is a possibility that you're probably downloading this and listening to this after the Leicester game or maybe even on Saturday in time for the Saturday kickoff. So I want to give you guys something as well. And I wouldn't steer too far away from uh, Manchester United on the double charts market. That is available here at 8 to 13. Um, that's an incredible price. Manchester United at 8 to 13. So you can win £162 from 100 just by taking them not to lose to a Liverpool team that are woefully out of form. This is a team that are poor in front of goal. This is a team that couldn't beat Newcastle. And Manchester United are a team in form who hate, hate, hate Liverpool. Yes, they're not challenging for the title. That isn't going to be the incentive. The incentive here is the pure hatred of Liverpool and wanting to end their Champions League campaign. And um, as I said, I made loads and loads of comments about it earlier. I don't, I don't think these Manchester United players will forget how Liverpool celebrated last season and how a load of professionals came onto TV and made combined 11s and, and didn't put any Manchester United players on there. And there was all this talk about how much better Liverpool were and how Man United were in transition and how much Man United needed to do to, to, to catch up and how they needed to destroy their whole team. Listen, everybody knows all of these comments were made. Manchester United fans hate Liverpool. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer hates Liverpool and I think that will that will show here on the pitch. I can't find any reason here for Liverpool win this game. Yes, they have the incentive to do so, but they also have the incentive to win a whole load of other games which they haven't won since Christmas, which is why they're sitting sixth on the ta- sixth in the table on 54 points. So, Man United on the double chance market. If you don't get Leicester in on time on Friday, Leicester are available at even money. That's it for me in this edition of the EPL show. Don't forget to check out all of my content. Don't forget to sign up at lockbetting.com for May the 1st so you get the entire month and also so don't forget to check out the Bundesliga show, which should be available right now. That's it for me in this edition of the EPL show, guys. Good luck with all your bets as always. And thanks for listening.